Okay, perfect. So that's a perfect spot for us to jump into mm-hmm. talking about faith for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the way that I the way that I do any topic or subject on the podcast so far is I talk about obviously what the subject matter is this week. The subject is faith. Mm-hmm. I always like to talk about what we think it is, yeah, right? Like yeah. what people's mm-hmm. perspective of it is, and and faith. I think that most people, if you were to walk up to somebody and say what do you think faith is? They would say, well, it's a belief in God. That's right. Right. Okay, so most people, if you ask them what faith is, yes. it's a belief in God. She works at low. Oh, she used to work at low. <laughs> uh, right, I mean, <laughs> the, the, and, 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 uh, and of course that is one facet of faith. Correct. What faith actually is, uh, by definition, as of, of course I've done the research and I've looked it up, is the unquestioning belief that does not require proof of evidence. Mm. And and one of the things that I that I shared with you is right. I paralleled faith when I saw the movie The Santa Claus and they asked the kid you know the kids talking about Santa Tim Allen is playing Santa Claus and they're mm. talking about the Santa Claus isn't real. Mm. And he was like of course Santa Claus is real the kid is just professing up and down he's real he's real and they were like Santa have you ever seen him before and the kid said have you ever seen a million dollars right and that is in and of itself but the belief in something without physical proof now we know that a million dollars is it's an accumulative amount of money so we know that a million dollars does exist because it's a it's a numeric number that we can actually get to but I loved the reference in that movie that's as right. far as you've never seen it but you know it's real that's right just because I've never seen something doesn't mean that I don't know that it's real like none of us believe none of us have ever seen George Washington but we believe he's our first president <laughs> sure right like right. we're like we're never seen and it. you can but say yeah. that you can say that about a thousand things sure yeah the truth is, though, the truth is, is that people have faith in several things, right? Correct. Like you made and, very and, many, very and, many things. I, I mean, from you know, we have faith in our employers that we're going to have a place to work tomorrow. Yeah. Like, right? We we don't have any proof or evidence that that Lowe's is going to be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's a huge blizzard or snowstorm or ice storm happening. It it might freeze up and the electricity could go out and we could not go to work tomorrow, right? Like, but we have faith not the that everything's going to be okay and we're going to get up and go to work in the morning business as usual. Right, right, right. We have faith yeah. that on payday, our paycheck is going to be there. It's actually going to land in the bank. Right. It's, it's going to land in the bank, right? Like, it's just numbers. And it's funny because I use that, I use the paycheck as like right. a reasonable expectation, right? Like we have, like you said, we have expectations and some of our expectations are unrealistic, right? Like we 100%. expect people to do things that we would do just because we would do them, and that's right. not realistic because they're not us. But I believe it's a realistic expectation that if I go to work for 80 hours in two weeks, that on payday at 12.01 a.m., my paycheck is going to be there like it's been the last 72 paydays. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Um, that's a reasonable expectation, and I have faith that it's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in reality, faith positively affects us, regardless of 100%. what our faith is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it po- it positively impacts our attitude, our self esteem, and our overall optimism. Mm-hmm. It's a fact That's that right. when people have faith in things, they're more optimistic. That's right. In fact, having faith and having belief in something is optimistic. It is. 
Right. Because you're expecting somehow to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. Because then that's going to benefit you. It's another. It's another chance to do it better. So. To do to make more progress. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that everyone struggles with life stressors. Everyone struggles with financial burdens, uh, family problems. We talked about divorce, death in family, childbirth is a, is a is a life stressor. Moving, job changes, etc. These are all things that stress us and put stress on us as individuals with worry, with concern, uh, regardless of our gender, regardless of our race, regardless of our cultural backgrounds, regardless of the way that we were brought up. These are things that affect us and stress us uh, in our our struggles in life, right? Like these are things that we have to learn to overcome. And I believe that faith in anything helps us deal with those things. Uh, having having faith in some sort of higher power, having some sort of spiritual connection. I know people that have faith in the great outdoors. Like that's their G-O-D, mm-hmm. right? Like being in touch with nature and being outside and closing their eyes and feeling the sun on their face and feeling the wind on, the, on their skin and the hairs of their arm and being able to breathe clean, fresh air. They feel in, at one with God. Right. That in and of itself for them is a spiritual connection, right? People go to the beach and put their feet in the sand and they feel the earth and they feel the sun on their face and they feel the wind on their back and they feel the water wash up the elements being surrounded by the elements. I know people that that's their connection. That's their spiritual connectivity. Right. That's their Zen place, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's where they feel the most connected. I know people that uh, use good orderly direction as their God, that they actually meditate on positivity and and good orderly direction, making right choices and making right decisions, Mm -hmm. having that moral compass that we talked about, right? So these are all just different aspects of what a higher power can be. Forget the the ideologies and, and theologies of cultural differences across the world from Ganesh to Buddha to Jesus to Allah I mean, you name it. Throughout the ages, it's funny. I have my I have my my Alcoholics Anonymous book, and it talks about throughout the ages, men of faith have courage. Mm. That that the perspective is is that this is my Alcoholics Anonymous book, and it is coming apart. It's underlined. It's like your notes. Bible. It's highlighted. There's post-it notes on. Every page, there's notes in the margin. Like I've studied this book um, because for me, it has lots and lots of practical application and lots and lots of lessons. Correct. And uh, it's funny. Somebody told me once that if you see a, an Alcoholics Anonymous book that's falling apart, you usually see an alcoholic who's not. Mm. Right. And I think that the same can be said about a Christian in their Bible. That's right. If you see a Christian carrying a Bible that's mm-hmm. falling apart, you probably see a Christian who's not. Yeah. Right. But I do want to quote this one page. It's actually talking about fear. Um, and it's part of our step process is inventorying resentments and inventorying fear. And I actually talked about a little bit about this um, in, in my episode on fear. But there's an important part about faith. Um, it talks about how, how self-reliance has failed us specifically. Right. Um, it says self-reliance has failed us. Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. 
Some of us once had great confidence, but it didn't fully solve our problems, or our fear problem or any other, and when it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is a better way, we think so, for now we're on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns just to the extent that we do as, as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. So he, he enables us to face our struggles and our world stresses mm-hmm. with peace and calm, right? That's right. It says we never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality is the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage, that all men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and to direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. Now, that's just one paragraph talking about how faith replaces fear Mm -hmm. and how we can use faith to overcome our fears. And I talk about that in the solution for dealing with fear uh, in the fear podcast that I did or the episode on fear. Um, So I, I believe that a huge part of a huge part of faith to me is understanding that we all have faith in different things, right? Like we talked about, you asked if I was going to talk about aliens <laughs> and, and it's funny because just like there's evidence of the Red Sea, if you ask the alien fanatics, there's plenty of evidence of aliens and there's plenty of evidence of Area 52 and, and, and alien crashes and alien sightings and alien remains, right? right, right. And, and there's documentaries upon documentaries on on aliens and how they connect back to you know the beginning of man and 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 ancient man and there are people that have faith in the fact that aliens exist and that we came from aliens right like there are people who believe that that's their faith yeah yeah i mean and and and, and as and as silly as you may think that is it's a reality and it's it's not it's not even that silly Comparing to what evolution believes is, we come from sure. a rock. Yeah. So we Listen. don't even come from a monkey because see we are all related all together with plants and animals. We so came out of from ooze. A big, uh, Evolutionists <laughs> believe we came out of primordial ooze that we like, were a single single cell so organism that mutated. Believing right? in believing in Jesus is no far from illogical. But you know, I I, I think you're you're right in the sense. Okay. Like having faith is something that we all practice in mm-hmm. every single thing. Like mm-hmm. this substance that you have, and and we know that you know faith is backed up by trust because then you could never trust, you could never have faith in Lowe's if Lowe's wasn't sticking up for you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like consistently giving you the paychecks mm-hmm. and then you showing sure. up, right? So like same thing with a relationship is faith. The faith in a marriage gets broken when the uh, when the partner is unfaithful, sure, and world, worldly people practice this, they don't even know what they're doing, but they're practicing faith, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I've come because uh, I kind of used to be one at some point. Is I was uh, I was an atheist, and I was like, I don't have faith in God, mm-hmm. but I'm putting my faith in myself. I'm mm-hmm. putting my faith in that there was a big bang. I'm mm-hmm. putting in a faith sure. that I came from a monkey. Absolutely, none of those things. 
number one, evolution has no evidence compared to what the gospel has right. uh, in, 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 in amounts of the writing. Like, there's sure. no evidence of evolution, which is hilarious, you know? And one of the things that I love is that if we're if there's this transitional moment of a man to a uh, of a monkey to a man where's that transitional period yeah. where are those that are now conforming to man there's no evidence for any of this uh, uh, stuff but it, well it's funny that you mentioned substance yeah. because I have in my notes that when it comes to spirituality mm -hmm. that faith is a substance that's or right. assurance of things we hope for but have not yet received. That's right. So we have faith that tomorrow's going to be better if we're having a rough day, if finances are, are stressing us, if we're grieving the loss of a loved one, um, if we're, we're stressing over rest, right, because we have a new baby and we're stressing over how am I going to be a good partner to my spouse because right. they need mm -hmm. their rest. Mm -hmm. having faith that tomorrow is going to be easier. That's we just right. got to make it through today, right? Mm -hmm. Faith is confidence or belief and trust is, is also evidence of that which is not seen. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah. trust. It, it's, all, it's our evidence of, of faith and trust in something that's not seen. Faith comes before prayer is answered. Mm. So we have faith that when we say prayers and that when we commune with God about something that he's going to Whatever it is, it's going to go the way he wants it to. I'll give you an example. So I have a, a job that I've applied for at work, you know. Yeah. And I was speaking to one of my friends about it the other day. And he's like, oh, man, I'll pray for you. And I said, don't pray for me to get the job. Pray that for God's will in my life. Good. So if I'm mm. supposed to get the job, good. If, if it's God's will for me to get the job, then, I, then I'll get the job. That's right. And, and I'm going to pray that I'm good with whatever happens, mm. right? Like, I'm not going to pray for the selfish ends. I'm going to pray for whatever he wants, and I'm just going to pray that he helps me to be okay with that. So if it doesn't go the way I want it to, and I hope it will, because, it, you know, it all, it's all about me, right? Yeah. Mm. And, and I want to talk about that just for a second. That's right. Mm. As far as us, as, as, as individuals, we're, we're selfish and self-centered. Mm -hmm. By design, by design. And I think that that's a survival skill. I think that we were designed to worry about ourselves first so that we don't starve, so that we don't go without sleep, so that we don't sit out in the sun and cook like bacon, right? Like, but when it's like anything like lust or sloth, when it's taken to excess and it becomes harmful, then it becomes damaging to other people and it's harmful to relationships. Mm. I, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, uh, I saw a demonstration of the selfishness of human beings, and it was mind-blowing to me because it was demonstrated on a group of people that had no idea that they were participating in an experiment. Mm. This guy was speaking to a crowd, and, and he was a very charismatic guy, very right. spiritual guy. Mm. He was speaking to a crowd of people, and he was like, I want to try something. He's like, I need some volunteers. Who wants to come up and, and take a picture with me? And, you know, people were raising their hands like, you come up, he picked a young guy, he picked another guy, he picked a girl, picked a, a, a like a mom, just a, a diverse group of people that came up on stage. And they all huddled around in like a half circle and he held up his phone mm -hmm. and he took a picture. And he was like, all right, every, you know, one, two, three, everybody say cheese, takes the picture. And he looks at his phone and he's like, oh man, that's a great picture. And he shows it to the guy, he's like, check it out, it's a pretty good picture, right? And then he showed the one of the girls. And then he showed the mom, and then he showed the young, the young kid. 
He was like, I'm going to prove to prove to you that every single one of us is selfish and we don't even realize it. Hmm. And everybody's like, what? What is he talking about? And now it's taking a dark turn. Like, people are selfish. What do you mean? Everybody's like, oh, who'd you look at first? In the picture, every single person looked at themselves first hmm. to see what they looked like. That's right. Like you were talking about, you were concerned about your image. So yeah. when we take a picture and we see a picture... Even if me and you are just out to lunch and I take a selfie, if we look at the picture, you're going to look at your face, your smile, your clothes. What do I look like? Do I look good enough? That's right. right. I thought it was the beautiful demonstration of selfishness. No, it's, it's really true. Right. It's true. It, 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 I thought it was a beautiful demonstration. Like, my mind was blown. I was like, damn. What does that have to do with spirituality and faith? Well, we have to be selfish about our, our spiritual condition. Right, like part of the apes mentality is our spiritual development too. And I talked about that. And when I read the definition of what spirit is, it's the human spirit. Mm-hmm. It's maintaining the connection and the health of our human spirit. That's different for everyone. I, I don't judge anyone on what 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 saddens me is when people ignore their spirit. They ignore their spiritual condition. I'm going to talk about my faith and my journey of faith, and then we'll wrap it up. I know that I know that you're running short on time. You got a, a wife and a baby at the house waiting for you. You've been working all day. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, everybody, Garnet has been awesome. Hey, thank you. Um, I I love that you came on and that we got to talk about this stuff. I've been looking forward to it. I know that you had a baby and we tried to work it in. So I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule for sure. Hey, thank you. When I got to Columbia and I was coming out of the darkness, I believed in God. I believed in the God of the Bible and I believed that he wanted nothing to do with me. Mm. I had been raised and I had been taught about a a condemning God and a punishing God. And as far as I was concerned, as far as that God was concerned, I was already damned to an eternity in hell for the things that I had done. And if, and if that was the case, then I didn't want anything to do with that God. You can, Take that eternity of damnation and right. you can take it over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I got here and, and I got to the program of recovery and I got to the recovery community, I didn't have faith in much of anything. I had given up on mankind. I had given up on people. I had given up on relationships. I had definitely given up on myself. Uh, I didn't really have faith in anything. I just knew that I was broken and I was sick and tired of my own shit. And, uh, and something needed to change. And I was desperate. God had given me the gift of desperation. Hmm. And, uh, and I had to be broken to a point where I could be rebuilt. Because I had gotten so far out of whack that I kept trying to solve my problem with my problem. And uh, in the literature, in the AA literature, it mentions when it starts to talk about God... Because it does start to talk about God. And it says very specifically in there, we have written a book that we believe to be spiritual in nature. And therefore, we are going to talk about God. Hmm. The beauty of the recovery programs, the 12-step programs, is it doesn't require you to believe what anyone else believes. You can have your own spiritual belief as long as it's not in you. Right? Um, But it talks about, haven't we already put our faith in the group? And that was so profound to me because when I started going to 12-step meetings here in Columbia, I found hope. And I didn't have faith, but I found hope. I found 
I found people who seemed to have something that I needed. And that was, they weren't getting loaded anymore. They weren't drinking anymore. Right. They weren't doing drugs. They weren't whoring themselves out. They weren't living in darkness anymore. Right. And I gained hope that, that, that I could get some of that. And the more that I kept going to these meetings and the more that I got involved in that community and the more that I started reaching out and making connections with people who were living better, the more I started that hope turned into faith. Absolutely. And, and I gained faith in the group. So the group of drunks became my G.O.D. Mm. And this group of drunks was staying sober. And that was something that I couldn't do. Like I couldn't imagine my life with drugs or without like, I really couldn't. I couldn't imagine going one day without getting loaded. And I couldn't imagine going one day... I couldn't imagine going another day getting loaded either. So I was at this turning point that they talk about. And I just kept going back. I kept going back just like people go back to church and people go back to... When they start getting spiritually fed, they start going back and drinking from that fountain, right? And that can be... Like I said, it can be anything. It can be... Whether you're going to church, it could be you start taking yoga. I know people that started taking yoga, and before they knew it, they were getting into this meditative state, this trance with their breathing because they were controlling their breathing so much, and they were putting their body into these mm -hmm. positions that they almost felt like they were praying, and they started to feel spiritual connectivity within themselves, right? Yeah. And I believe that that's God and the universe speaking to us. When we start doing things that are healthy for our spirit, God just lets us know, you're on the right track. Keep it up. Yeah, I definitely think some some things, and a great example actually is King Cyrus. Mm -hmm. Like this guy was a heathen, mm -hmm. and this is the time of Daniel when he got thrown into the den of lions. And this guy was not a believer. I mean, he saw the, you know, the Hebrews, the Jews. And he's like, hmm, like this guy, like they have a God uh -huh. and he's their king, uh -huh. which, you know, I'm going to establish this to your viewers, but, that the whole model of uh, hell and heaven is that heaven, uh, hell was actually created for angelic beings that defied God. Mm -hmm. So there's only one God, um, and that is God of Yahweh, the father of Yeshua, Jesus. And so this fallen angels, according to Genesis chapter 6, they decided in their fallen state, you know what, because God had this other plan to make human beings in the planet Earth, mm -hmm. which is where I believe we were designed in perfection. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, like you said, is, you know, we try to get our spirituality through yoga or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and, and that's where a lot of people fall into prey. Because God is trying to tell us there is actually real gods who are in this, in our midst, that they're going to give you those fulfillment. You mm -hmm. know, like Hollywood is a great example. <laughs> you got all these people that go in with this hope, with this, you know, they just want to do, they want to showcase their, you know, their talents mm -hmm. and stuff. But then at the end of it all, the God that they begin serving, and, you know, it turns out to be the worst deal they ever made. Mm -hmm. And... Ultimately, it's because oh, yeah. he's not just like, hey, man, like, I get it. You're a fallen uh, creature. He wants to redeem that. 100%. And that's the greatest story ever. He's like, he's like you know, y'all are villains because I actually, I, this is going to be in one of my lyrics, but we were all villains. You know, we all like to do things on our own. We all like to have our own lifestyle, mm -hmm. our set of beliefs, for example, yeah. Yeah. that 
you know, accommodates us. You know, mm -hmm. if something is not in our level of comfortability, then it becomes something that we're hostile against. It's you not know? useful to us. And right. it's not useful to us. And I think those things are good because, again, God, that's why he came to save those who are lost, but it's only those who seek him will find him. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yeah, buddy, like, keep on searching for me. But make sure you find me because no longer it's confined in a religion mm. because I can be understanding, you know, the, the word religion actually in itself is to search for. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of religions get it wrong because they're searching for an experience where after they die, he gives you heaven in your, in your, in your soul realm, you know, in your, in your temple, mm -hmm. in your house. And then he gives you heaven in there, so you take it everywhere you go. That's why you, Joe, you have a heart to minister and mm -hmm. share what just done for your life, what non-alcoholism has done in your mm -hmm. life. Because we're designed to share and worship God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if we don't worship him, we end up worshiping other things. So that's, that's just kind of what faith is for me. Sure. Well, and, and it's funny because that was the last question of the of the interview list uh, that I had for you was how does, <laughs> how does faith play a part in yeah. all of it, right? Um, so yeah, my, my evolution from faith mm -hmm. or in faith started off very, very, very small, mm. right? Like my, my focal point and my experience has, like you said, no. the more that I sought after and the more that I searched for truth and the more that I searched for answers the more answers came. Mm -hmm. And for me, the universe and God don't speak to me. Like, I don't hear God speak to me in my head. I don't hear God's voice like, Joe, you shouldn't have done that. You should do this instead. <laughs> God speaks to me through other people, right? He speaks to me through intuition. He speaks to me through an intuitive thought. Um... A lot of times when I'm meditating in the morning or I'm, I'm talking to God in the morning, a thought of cross my mind about a conversation I had or a person yeah. or a situation and it'll be like, oh, I owe that person an apology mm. or, oh, I should be kinder to that person. I, I was passing judgment. He allows me, my connectivity and my communion with God allows me to be inspired by thoughts that didn't come from me because I don't think about other people like that. I don't think, I don't reflect on my behavior of my own volition. I don't think like, how can I be better to this person? <laughs> this person that I don't like, or this person that I'm judgmental uh, about, or this person that I struggle to tolerate, correct. like of my own volition, I don't think, how can I be better to them? Right. But through seeking to improve my spirituality and seeking to improve my spiritual connection and, and through prayer and meditation and communion, those thoughts come. And the thought is more like, you know, you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what that cashier is going through. Maybe instead of, because we can be, we can be condescending with a look. I talked about this in my communication podcast. Mm -hmm. We can be dismissive right. to people with a reaction. reaction. It doesn't have to be something that we say. Correct. My face can tell you, well, that was stupid. You know what I mean? Without saying, well, that was stupid, I can look at you and be like, that's bullshit. Like, you can see it on my face. The, the wording is on my face. 
So I have to be careful because I communicate non-verbally with people, and that's something that I talked about in last week's episode. Um, and, and it's something that came up after we did that. After we did, after we did that podcast on communication, communication is a good one. Um, that was something that 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 came onto my heart was you need to be more mindful about how you communicate with people with your facial expressions. And I still fall short. Like we do, right? Like we fall short. We still sin. We it's in our nature. And and that's another thing that I that I commune with God about is that forgive me for my continued shortcomings. I know that I fall short of of of, of my of my own goals and my own my own uh, aspirations. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk generally about faith. I wanted to to touch on different perspectives. I'll probably have an episode on religion at some point. Uh, where I try to talk to different people about different religions and then splice it all together to make one podcast. But man, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, definitely appreciate your time. I love you as a brother. I, I love do. you too. I do. I, too. I, I uh, it's been a it's been a privilege to it's been a privilege to be a teacher to you at work, like to teach yeah. you what I've known and what I've, what I've, what I knew about my previous job position. I actually want to mention that in your podcast, uh, uh, just a snippet. You yeah, can yeah. add it somewhere. You yeah, want. sure. But yeah, so one of the things that I actually, when I got at Lowe's, I went to the back and I think I had Josh and somebody else that I was with. Uh, I think it's Brandon. Brandon there. Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. You're welcome, Brandon, for the shout out. By the way, <laughs> you are. And so he he told me that hey, you know, because I was sharing just who I am, and to me, Jesus is all over me, and I just was sharing my part of why I'm here and so, and so forth. And they and they went like, "You're gonna love this guy. He loves he like he loves his mouth. It's filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his mouth, but you know, and you guys are gonna get along so well." Mm-hmm. And and I was like, you know what? I will. I like. That's what I love. I love. I love. I love to. Um, I love to have a camaraderie of people that have a past that I know that um, God is doing something amazing from what he he already has done something yeah. miraculous in their life. Like imagine that. Like you could right now choose to go and do those things, mm-hmm. but what is stopping you? I think it's yeah. the love of God. hundred percent. You know? And 100%. I think it's um, you know you can say the strength, but and so forth but man just the, like the the what stops me is the the spiritual connection that I've gained the life that I've give, been given the life that I've been able to rebuild that's right uh, the amazing people and yeah. relationships that I have that I never thought would be possible mm-hmm. I mean the fact that we're sitting here talking about this I'm super right. passionate about mm-hmm. giving back and sharing my experience and lifting other people up that was one of the things that we talked about right like and you like teaching. when, when I, I love to teach love, i love, love teaching, you know sure. it's funny that fatherhood was never a part of my path it was it's never been a part of my journey uh, because i've always been so inquisitive i've always wanted to know how things worked right. and i'm super passionate about teaching other people how things work that's right and you know there's an expression there's more than one way to skin a cat right and that means that just because you know how to do something a certain way doesn't mean that that's the only way right and i think that that's relevant to everything in life i think that you know some people are are raised and spoon-fed god and spoon-fed the bible from birth and you know i have friends who have that pentecostal fire and who who speak in tongues and then i have friends who are atheists and agnostic 
and they still have a spiritual connection. They still they still feed and get spiritually fed, and sure. my my perspective is it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing something, right? As long as you're not sitting stagnant in your own crap and you're trying to move forward, like sooner or later we're going to get out of whatever situation we're in, and the more that we reach out and for help and the more that we seek, the more that we will find. And I want everyone to feel inspired to seek and seek your own answers and seek your own truth, whatever that is, because I don't believe that any one person has the answer. And and I don't think that any one person has the path, right? But I do believe that there is salvation. I do believe that there is redemption. I do believe that that God has put it on my heart to be a comeback story and to share that comeback story with other people. I believe that he has delivered me from darkness so that I can be a light to other people. I've shared that with you, that I'm very passionate about that. And and I don't think that it's just about spirituality, and I don't think it's just about God, but I do think that no story about me and my experience would be complete if I didn't talk about faith and I didn't talk about God. It's funny because I know the controversy of this episode. I was speaking to one of my biggest supporters, and I said, you know, I've been walking this real fine line to not put off non-believers and to not put off believers because I don't want to be pigeonholed to be a Christian podcast. And I don't want to be pigeonholed to be too profane and too crass to be considered spiritual or or to be useful to, to Christians or religious people or spiritual people. So I know that there are going to be topics that put people on one side of the fence or the other. Like, oh, no, I completely disagree or that's wrong. Mm. And, you know, it's funny, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and and she was like, oh, you have a podcast, yeah. And then she was like, oh, I want to come on your podcast. I was like, great, we should talk about sex. And she got all, like, blushing, and I was like, no, no, not, like, in a perverse, you know, vulgar way. Like, I'm not going to talk about your sexual fantasies or desires. I want to talk about that subject because I think people are just as fanatical about it as they are loose. I think that some people think, well, you should just sleep with whoever you want, regardless of your connection or your your emotional connection or spiritual connection. And then there are people who are like, look, I'm only sleeping with somebody who I'm married to. And other than that, that's that's the way. And I think that it's for everyone to decide. And God gave us free will, right? But I think it's important that we talk about what's harmful to other people with our behavior. And that's what the apes mentality is about to me. It's about being accountable for our behavior, first and foremost. To know that what I'm doing has its effects on other people. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I'm interacting and affecting the world around me. But yeah, the apes, the apes mentality is about, first and foremost, being accountable, right? And, and especially being a believer, you know that you're accountable. The things that you say, the things that you do, the way that you interact with the world. Your body doesn't even belong to you. Right, and I, right. I think... And I believe that too. Don't get me yes, wrong. That's uh, like we are on borrowed time. Yeah. I am only here because of mercy and grace. That's right. That's it. Because I, I have grace that I don't deserve, that I could not earn, and because I believe in a God that's been merciful and not given me what I have deserved. Yes, that's good. People, people. I have friends that are like, who are you to say what you deserve? Maybe God feels that you deserve everything that you're getting. I said, right. buddy, if I got what I deserved, I'd be in prison or I'd be dead. That's the truth. I know the truth. Hmm. I don't, I don't beat around the bush about that. No. The things that I've done, I deserve to be in a cage or dead. Mm-hmm. 
And somehow I've been saved from that. And that's because of mercy. Yeah. The, the next thing on the, on the apes mentality is, is positivity, right? We got to be positive. Even when we disagree, like it's okay to disagree. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay if you don't agree with everything that somebody no. says. Yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable with loving them anyway, even if I don't agree. They're entitled to their opinion. God gave them free will, and I'm not God. He is the judge and in, in jury, not me. The emotional and spiritual side of things is being accountable for our own emotional health, right? If we are sad, well, let's figure out why and get unsad. If we are depressed, let's figure out why and get undepressed. We're angry. Let's figure out why and get unangry. That's right. And then the spiritual side of that is what we talked about today, like fostering that that spiritual development, that health, with whatever it be, meditation, prayer, exercise. I know people that, for me, one of my most spiritual times of the day is when I'm in the gym, believe it or not, because I leave the world outside. I walk in. I've got music going on. Sometimes I'm even tuning the music out and I'm just communing with God and I'm pushing weights around and I'm physically exerting myself and I'm staying healthy and I'm, and I'm training and, and part, of my, part of my journey has been dealing with cancer, right? And I didn't know that that was coming. And God bless you, Andy Harvey. I, you know, I joined Harvey's gym here in Columbia, which is a family-owned and operated gym. And I was 330 pounds. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I was depressed. I was miserable. And I was a year sober. And I knew that I was either going to kill myself or I was going to start using again. Because who wants to be sober and miserable? Right. It's like you talked about, like, how am I going to live this spiritual life but be living all wrong? And I felt like I was living wrong. And, uh, and so I, started, I joined this gym. And I quit smoking. And I started losing weight. And I started getting into shape. And... Uh, I got cancer a year later, and uh, and I asked. I, I was I was struggling with that. Like, why now? Like, God, why why have you forsaken me? I, I've 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 turned it over. I've turned my life around. I've quit sticking needles in my arms. I've quit drinking alcohol. I've quit sleeping with with random people. I've quit committing crimes against my against my fellow man. I've I've, I've turned it around. I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to take care of this vessel that I'm borrowing while I'm here because I believe that that's part of it, right? Part of our spiritual condition and part of part of our spiritual health is taking care of ourselves physically. And uh, Andy Harvey, the owner of the gym, came up to me one day. I don't know if I've told you this story. Mm-hmm. Andy Harvey came up to me one day at the gym and he said, uh, how are you doing? I know that you got diagnosed with cancer. And I, and I looked him in the face and I said, I don't, you know, I, do, I just don't know why. I don't know why now, why me? And uh, I said, I'm, you know, I'm doing all the right things. I quit smoking. I'm taking care of myself. I've lost like 70 pounds. Uh, I'm, I'm in probably getting close to being in the best shape I've ever been in. Why now? And this man looked at me like a disgusted father. Mm, and he says, why not you? Yeah, disgusted. Stuck his fingers in my chest. Why not you? How do you know that God hasn't been training you and getting you ready for the fight of your life? And it never occurred to me that all of this training and this devotion that I had put, this, it, you know, this, this fitness and this diet change, 
it was an inspiration. It came right. from somewhere else, and it came from a desperation for change, just like my need to get sober came from the gift of desperation. And this this desperation for change physically came from somewhere else too. It was divine. It was divine intervention and divine inspiration. And Andy Harvey told me that he had people from the gym customers come up to him and ask them ask him what I was training for, because I was in there every day just getting after it, giving it everything that I had. Like I was training for a fight or I was training for some sort of competition or, or, or bodybuilding show. And I wasn't. I was just trying to get better. And uh, and Andy asked me, maybe, he said, maybe God has been training you, getting you ready for the fight of your life. And I fell the tears instantly. Like he just hit me in the chest with a sword of truth. And it just filleted me wide open. And I realized in that moment that that's exactly what had happened. That God had taken over. I had asked him to take control and to guide me and to direct me. And he guided me and directed me into taking care of myself physically. I've been treating my body like a trash can for 25 years. And he inspired me to start taking better care of myself. I started taking care of this this vessel. And, uh, you know, the cancer was just, a, it's just something that happens to people. It wasn't anything that God did to me. But... You know, I was 40, 42 years old and had the endurance and stamina of, a, of an ox, of a bull. And I went through chemo and radiation. I went through chemo like it was nothing. They told me that I was going to be sick. And I didn't even really start getting sick until like the third or fourth month. I mean, I was four or five treatments in before I started really feeling bad. And it was just, I mean, it was nausea. It was minimal compared to what they told me it was going to be. They told me that it was going to be miserable, it was going to be the worst thing I ever went through, and it just wasn't. And again, I think that that all has to do with mercy and grace. Truly. Which could be a whole other episode. It could be a whole other podcast. But, uh, man, I really appreciate you coming on. If you've made it this far, bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, we are Apes Development. I'm Joe Morado. This is Garnet Moengi. And uh, this has been Faith. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Man, yeah, good awesome. stuff. Yeah, good.